the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Call right now and give Andrea Kay your green bean casserole recipes. <laughs> oh, no, child. You Don't make me have to hunt you down like a dog. Don't be coming at me with no green bean casserole, unless it's fresh green beans. All right. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to be getting cans of anything in, in a couple of weeks. We might have a... A rail strike happening. And as far as we know, I don't think that the diesel fuel problem has been solved. I don't know. Um, but Mark is on the line to, from uh, Point Loma. He wants to weigh in on the Elon Musk uh, topic that I was discussing with Brian Maloney earlier. Hey, Mark, from Point Loma. Happy Thanksgiving. Real quick. All you have to do is take a look at uh, the women Elon Musk hang, hangs out with in the crowd. He's been around. Some pretty nasty people, <laughs> including Amber Heard. Yeah, I think I think I like him better than Jack Dorsey. And if that if he really sent a car into outer space, I'm the jack in the box. Also, do you know who Derek Johnson is? The name sounds familiar. Who is he? Well, he's a uh, former uh, military special forces. He's got a lot of great things to say. Start doing some research on him and find out what he has to say about devolution. Devolution, which is a clause in the Constitution that Trump enacted. It closes down the government. And God bless. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, Mark. I'm going to have to do a little research. I didn't know I was going to get a homework assignment over Thanksgiving. No rest for you, Andrea. I know. Um, <coughs> I promise y'all. I think, you know, what is it with Elhoff? Last I think week, he's into the green bean casserole. I, what's think he, I think he's back in his backyard spa again. Right. It's, you know, this is, it's a, I think he's enjoying it. And I, I, I think it's the same time every Wednesday. <laughs> he uh, he tried to call in early an hour ago. And then I'm like, what are, he's at a different time zone from us. And so, he, you know, it's hard to keep track of him. And I wanted to talk to him about this potential rail strike. Uh, we may not be able to get a hold of him uh, tonight to get his perspective. We'll bring him back next week if we can't get a hold of him in the news you can use. But what's happening is uh, Union Pacific CEO uh, has been called to a hearing in Washington um, to discuss the pending rail strike. It's the, um, in fact, it's the Surface and Transportation Board. I hadn't heard of them before. They're the ones calling the Union Pacific Management, including CEO Lance Fritz, Fritz to appear at meetings about the freight railroad's use of embargoes. Um, the rails and labor unions are close to a strike, which would shut down the entire national transportation network. Um, I don't know how much of um, our freight is moved um via via rail as opposed to truckers but it's obviously we've already got a supply chain problem 
the hearings are scheduled for, and, and we can't afford this. Uh, we, we can't afford any more supply chain issues. We're already at, uh, I think the cost for Turkey for Thanksgiving this year is up 24%. I'm tired you know, of hearing. The Biden administration, Andrea, focused on these issues as, as as heavily as they did shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. There'd be no issue. Right. Well, that was that that was a, an attack on our supply chain. And, and a, one of the one of the key factors for the jump in inflation, the war on energy. Right. I mean, right now, what is Biden doing? Um, he's given immunity, I guess, to WBS, who is the um, the head of the royal family in Saudi Arabia, who supposedly called for the um, murder of the um, jur- the so-called alleged journalist uh, Khashoggi. Right. Remember that in two- 2018? I'm old enough to remember when this guy Sh- Khashoggi journalist was killed. Um, he was a Saudi Arabian citizen who was killed by Saudi Arabia, by the Saudi Arabian government. Um, in another country, and the left went absolutely ballistic over this guy. How is it that Trump isn't doing anything to hold the Saudi Arabian government accountable for killing a Saudi Arabian citizen who wasn't even in the United States of America? He was killed in Turkey. Like, how is that our problem, right? But the left was absolutely hysterical over it. Not a word today about the fact that Joe Biden is now giving that guy immunity so that they will give us some more oil. Instead of us pumping our own and producing our own here, right? Crickets on, on the part of the left. And, and that just goes to show, I mean, it, they didn't even discount, right, uh, it, 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 the death. It's like, oh, you, you know, you, here's a freebie. Go kill, go kill somebody for oil, right? Isn't that what we used to hear about in uh, the Persian Gulf War and the, the Gulf War in the first place? No blood for oil. And then we heard it again during the Iraq war that we're over there because of Halliburton and Dick Cheney and Halliburton and and oil and all that. Yet here, the left is silent when this guy was was practically a hero to the left when Joe Biden gives gives Saudi Arabian government a pass for that for oil production. So the war on our supply chain, it did begin uh, with the war on our energy sector. And I'm tired of hearing about 8% inflation when it's 24% higher to buy a turkey for Thanksgiving. Everything is far greater than 8%, far higher. It's astronomical and it's about to get bigger. And supposedly this has to do with um, uh, 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 contract negotiations for unions. And I'm so sick of unions. I'm so sick of that organized crime, mafia, Marxist crap that is that is a union. We already have labor laws in the books that protects every worker. They not, Unions are nothing but little communist organizations that bilk their members. In order to be able to, to work in this industry, you've got to sign a contract. What was it in The Godfather? Your name, your, your signature, your brains are going to be on the contract. Isn't that kind of what it is with these? You want to work here? Your signature, your brains are going to be on this contract, and you got to hand over money that we're then going to use and funnel and launder to the Democrat Party for for candidates because that's who's going to continue to keep us in power, right? I, you know, I don't. If it wasn't for the fact that the only reason why I even care about this strike is because of how much it's going to hurt the average person, right? Um, the STB, the Surface and Transportation Board, that's calling Union Pacific Management uh, to come to hearings. Uh, they're supposedly an independent federal agency. Is there any such thing? There's no such thing as an independent federal agency. They're all controlled by the Uniparty. They supposedly have oversight of surface transportation, and they're concerned about uh, Union Pacific's increased use of embargoes 
And these use of embargoes, they're supposed to control control congestion, and they've increased um, from a total of five in 2017 to more than a thousand to date in 2022. And these embargoes are hampering shippers' operations and adding to the supply chain problem. Well, yeah, this is a problem, right? But this is this is what happens when you give unions too much power. United Pacific carries nearly 27% of freight served by rail and nearly 11% of all long-distance freight volume. So this is a problem. This is a problem. I don't think, you know, are you, are you pro-union? I'm, I'm anti-union. Oh, anti-union. Anti-union. Here's a little trivia. The movie uh, Norma Ray. did you ever see the movie Norma Ray? I never did. Yeah, it was filmed in a, te- in a textile factory. And in, in, in it was about uh, Norma Ray was the character, and she worked at a textile factory, and she worked to bring the union. That movie was filmed in Opelika, Alabama, and my grandmother worked in that textile factory and actually got black lung from working in that textile factory for many years. There was a time, I think, in this country when we did need unions because we didn't have the labor laws to protect the workers, but that's not the case anymore. No, it's different times. Now all these unions do is work to hold a gun to the head of any industry or companies to um, basically um, hold a gun to their head in order to, to make certain demands. You know, you're either you're either going to give us what we want or we're going to destroy your business and your industry. And it's all for the guise of helping the worker. It's Marxism. It's communism, right? And when you're a worker for one of these unions, they discourage any kind of overachievement. Everybody has to produce the same number of widgets every hour. And if you get, and if you produce your number of widgets faster than anybody else, they're literally going to tell you to sit there because they don't want you to overproduce because your level of production is part of their negotiations. That's what's going on. So um, I'm very anti-union. I'm glad that uh, from what I can tell when Starbucks, when the Starbucks workers uh, walked out on Red Cup Day, uh, it didn't get because they're trying to get unionized. They uh, it, it from what I can tell, it didn't work. Well, look who's here on the line wanting to weigh in thinking. Yeah, thinking he's host of the late show with Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor. Looky who we have on the line. Hello, financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff. AK rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Did you manage to get out of the hot tub in the backyard to call in? Is that why you late calling in? <laughs> You're so close. You're so close, but it wasn't quite the same. <laughs> But Our, I'll tell you, AK, yeah. you are dynamite and AT and T. Well, you missed my you missed my speech here on the on this strike that's about to happen. Um, yeah, I heard it. Oh yeah. Um, anything you want to weigh in on this? Look, I'm anti-union. Okay, I'm anti-union. I, I think it's nothing but you know um, organizations holding gun to the heads of uh, the, of you know businesses and industries, and I'm not interested in their strike. You keep you keep you keep moving freight from here to there. That's what I have to say about it. What say you? Well, that's, uh, uh, what I say is I don't disagree with you at all, but. This happens all the time where they have these negotiations going on. I tell you what, though, if they do strike and they do shut down the railways, hell is going to break through. And I'll tell you 
one of the reasons why I don't think it's going to happen, Warren Buffett owns the railways. Oh, okay. So you think Warren Buffett isn't going to let the strike happen? I think it may be in his best interest if it doesn't happen. Well, um, the, he needs. I didn't know Warren Buffett was was a factor here. That's just financial thought, Doctor, uh, sharing the scoop with us. Well, he, he's a, he's a money guy. He doesn't want to lose any money. So, no. but I don't know if he owns. I don't know if he owns it. What what he what his role is in any kind of negotiations. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I I don't think the Biden administration is gonna is going to. They don't want this strike to happen. Right. And they certainly don't want they, and, they, and they certainly don't want the American people uh, to see these unions in the way that I see them. So I think that's one of the reasons why the Surface and Transportation Board is calling them back uh, to D.C. for a sit down. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, it, it's it. But it's it's going to even without the strike, even if the strike doesn't happen, Elhoff, we're looking at some we're looking at some tough times coming ahead, aren't we? Well, I I can't agree. I can't disagree with you at all. Uh, I tell you, you look at the interest rates. Yeah, the Fed came out in their minutes from last week, and they said, or last month, and they said, well, we want to kind of soften increasing the interest rates. But I'll tell you what, the Fed is running out of tools that they yep. have. And I'll tell you, the problem is this, folks, is that the Fed does. It doesn't matter. It's going to affect us one way or the other. Now, what are you going to do about it? That is the question. Well, you're the one who has the ideas on what we're going to do about it. You know, I've, I, I've got somebody right now who's trying to figure out, not in San Diego, in, in Baton Rouge, do we sell right now? Interest rates are going up. Right now, in the winter, a lot of people are like, it's not really the best time to sell. The best time to sell is in the spring. But when people are looking at next quarter, they don't know how much these rates are going to continue to hike. People don't really know how to make these kinds of decisions, Elhoff. They don't. And that's where I come into play and say, sell or don't sell. Okay, if you don't sell, here's the point, Andrea, is that if you don't sell, it's the purpose of holding on to your residence. That's the key, is that it's a long-term investment. Now, if it was a short-term investment that you thought you went into that said, okay, I'm going to put money into this house and turn it in two or three years, well, you guessed wrong very possibly. Well, what about this scenario, though? Some, in, in this case, it's somebody that's, you know, they, the home that they're in was like a starter home, and it's not really big enough in the long haul. They, they, they never intended for this to be their long-term home. And so they're like, if we were going to make a move, we feel like we got to make it now before the interest rates continue to go up. But then, it, but then it's like, well, we don't know if the economy is going to tank, and we're going to end up in a depression because, you know, we didn't get, uh, you know, we're not going to have control over the Senate. We're going to 
to barely have control over the House, and we're not going to have another president until 2024. And the one we have in office is, seems like he's doing everything he can to destroy our economy. So it's tough to know what to do. If you if you don't need to move or you didn't have any plans to move, yeah, you could sit on your house for a while. But you know, if you if you've got some life decisions to make that you know are for the next phases of your life coming up, people aren't sure what to do. Can you help with that scenario? I can help with that scenario because I'll tell you what, there are people that are out there that are buying homes and they move in a lot of people and they share the cost Oh, during these difficult times. I mean, it happens all the time. All you have to do is ask your many petty person about how they get by. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but see, the thing is, is that you can't you, you can't qualify for a loan, though, under the idea that you're going to have all your, your friends and, and move in with you, can you? Well, you, absolutely you can. Are you, you kidding? Yeah, any income, if you've got a reasonable person that knows what they're doing on the loan aspect, they can count that income. Okay. We've never talked about this before. I'm loving this idea. This is a great idea for people. We've got prices coming down a little bit easing in San Diego. I think now is is, is a good time and, and also around the country. We have people listening from around uh, everywhere. I hadn't thought about that before. That you well, could... it. If, well, it depends upon who's going to be on the loan. You know, if one person's going to be on it, but you can have multiple people on the loan, too. And all that income comes into play. But I'm telling you right now, you talk to your Manny Petty person when they first came out and they bought their homes, and most of the people now that are doing your Manny Petty, yep. they own their own homes. And I'm telling you, and most of them are putting kids through college. Well, you know what? I, I that's that's something I hadn't thought about, and that's an idea for people out there. Uh, it can be a strategy for you too, in, in terms of maybe if you want to downsize right now, or if you want to um, you want to move up, but you're scared right now to do it, and then then you can maybe plan to down the road. Um, buy that person out when things get a little bit better or your career takes off more. So there's different ways you can go about using that idea. You don't have to think of it as though if you buy a house with one person or two people that you're in it forever. There's, you know, if, if you're like in your 20s, 30s or or even if you're, you know, in 40s or 50s and times are tight right now and you, you've never bought a home and this is a way to get into it and it doesn't have to be forever. Uh, having somebody there, you know. So um, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, Alhoff. 619-548-0965. Call me, text me, and we can have a conversation. We're going to Financial Thought Doctor, totally spelled out, dot com, financialthoughtdoctor.com. Check out some of the videos I have there and call me. We can get through this well you've got the ideas that nobody else ever ever shares with anybody about it like last week when you were talking about putting money in things that are not in 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 products and 
plans that are not necessarily, uh, you know, stock market loaded and so, so therefore so vulnerable to the whims of the stock market. Th- I got to tell you, Al Hoff, before we let you go, Flying Meadows, Fighting Meadows, we love you. We thank you. We're thankful for you. As we go into this Thanksgiving, I wanted you to know from the bottom of my heart how much I appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, AK and Noah. Thank you so much, buddy. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, Dave. All righty. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back, is Kamala Harris being given pretend jobs? (laughs) That's what a congressperson said in regards to her little trip across the pond to greet some fishermen in the Philippines. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Oh, glad to see you got around to the commies, uh, chingon communist. Uh, party uh, taking citizen, kidnapping citizens from wherever they are and forcing them to go back to stand trial in Chingonia. I sent this to you a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago. Okay, to Noah, to whatever Andrea K was on KCBQ, which didn't exist, and I sent it to uh, I sent it to Steve as well. He's the manager there. So, like you know, if you didn't get it back two months ago, where you been? I've been here for two months, man. Um, I don't know, maybe. Noah's shaking his head. He doesn't remember getting any emails. So it's possible that they went to some old email and addresses. Even if we get it, uh, there's lots of moving parts here on the Andrea K. Show. Well, not to admit, yeah, I get about 400 emails. <laughs> I yeah. know you get loaded. It's it's tough for us to, and that's why we've got the 24-hour comment line, 844-814-5227. Um, and I also will tell you that it, there is so much news that's happening all the time. Bombarded. And it's hard to know, really. It's hard to stay on top of all of it. So thank you for calling in, and thank you for that attempt to get us this story a couple of months ago. Uh, at least we covered it, right? Um, but you continue to uh, email me at andreacasio.com. Email me at andreacasio.com. Okay, so I don't know who somebody named Jimmy Fela is, but I read a quote today, him talking about Kamala Harris, and I thought this was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Evidently, our border czar has been jotting off around, off on a toot, as we say at the South. She's been off on a toot over in Philippines, and here's what he had to say about it. I love that they give her pretend jobs, he says. <laughs> anyway, I'm not a parent, but I had to laugh at this analogy. He goes, anybody who has a child has been in this position before, where it's like a busy day around the house, and you need to get the, you need to get the kids out of the way. So you say, Lincoln, can you go get the monsters out of the washing machine they're doing and that's what they're doing with the vice president he said can you get the monsters out of the fish hatchery evidently she was over in the philippines talking to some fishermen <laughs> he's like can you get the monsters hey camilla can you get the monsters out of the fish hatchery <laughs> he's like it's like oh hello everyone i'm here <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> the way that I think about it is, you know, like relay racing. You know, you race and someone passes the baton, and then, right? That's I guess so she's over that's there. That's what life is. It's, yeah, 
I guess she's over there passing the baton to the fisherman over there. He says she's like over there saying, hey, I'm here looking for the monsters. He goes, it's a pretend job. And they're as confused as <laughs> as we are. They're like, who is this random lady? <laughs> he goes on to say, we have, he's like, this is like pretending this is what's going on in the minds of the fishermen. He's like, we have a, wa- a Walmart greeter. <laughs> We have a Walmart greeter. Lost it again. It's <laughs> so funny. We have a Walmart greeter here now in the dock, just waving for the fishermen, the Philippines fishermen. It's like we got a Walmart greeter here waving at us. <laughs> Say what? Is this not so funny and also so embarrassing for the United States of America? I mean, look, we know the VP. Pretty and you know much. Why that's that's Biden is still there because of that, right? Exactly. Because this is how bad the vice president is for the United States of America. She's being sent over to be the Walmart greeter on the docks, welcoming Filipino fishermen back in from having gone out for the catch of the day. Okay, look, Cheney, the left hated Dick Cheney because Dick Cheney was not not liked at all. He wasn't over on any dock anywhere greeting fishermen coming back. Okay, he was actually in, in some business. Okay. Um, but most vice presidents, and th- and that's why it's like you knew, even if you hated Dick Cheney, you knew that if somebody bumped off the president, he could he could assume the job. You got to think about where we're at right now in the United States of America. That we got Bozo Biden as the occupant of the White House, and we got Walmart Filipino fisherman greeter Kamala Harris. Well, at least Nancy Pelosi's not next in line. Oh my goodness! Oh gosh! Thank you for that laugh, whoever you are, Jimmy Fela. Okay, um, I wasn't laughing at the Balenciaga. How's that for a segue? The Balenciaga, excuse me, stifling his sneeze. Yeah, but he not eaten turkey yet. I know. Well, I was stifling his sneeze. Um, I didn't take my allergy meds today. So Balenciaga ran this ad campaign that um, the conservatives just went after them for it. It was, it was I guess, I think they thought it was subtle. And I think they thought the conservatives didn't recognize BDSM in the... Uh, it's not hard to miss. Well, it's not hard to miss, particularly since um, Fifty Shades of Grey was bought by a whole lot of women that were conservatives. I didn't read that that book, by the way. And I, I watched about five minutes of the movie because I was curious because I didn't read the books and everybody was so obsessed over it. And I just thought it was the least sexy movie ever with two of the least sexy actors I've ever seen in my life. Good grief. Um, but anyway, they thought, I think they thought when they did it that they were they were subtle enough to where it wouldn't cause outrage. And of course it did. And they've apologized for it. But we cannot look at that. And I know that there's people today that are seeing that as a win, that they've removed um, the ad from their Twitter. It's not a win. And let me tell you why. Balenciaga spent I don't know how many millions of dollars just in the concept design for that ad. They were all in. Not only that, but they were all in. They spent millions on it. For an ad campaign like that to be done, particularly by a luxury brand, that takes months for them of people sitting around the table. They didn't just throw this together. Oh, no. 
they had all kinds of meetings with all kinds of people in marketing and social media and adver- with their advertising companies because Balenciaga hires advertising companies. They hire social media companies. They hire companies that are, that are specific to branding expertise. I mean, the amount of money and time and effort and the number of people involved in putting together this ad campaign is extraordinary. And when these people are sitting around doing an ad campaign like this and coming up with conceptual design, they are paying attention to who their demographics are. Who are they marketing this to? This was, they know that their base of people, this, I, I even was, I even missed the mark initially with this too and said this is about trying to normalize uh, sex with children. Um, some of the specifics I'm not sure I got, even got into when I talked about this yesterday, the day before, was that everybody's focused on the bear, the bears with wearing the BDSM garb, but there was alcohol. There's one picture in the ad where the girl, this toddler girl is laying on her stomach and she's looking over at the table that was had all these items on it that were so carefully curated and crafted and laid out. And that picture, that one picture alone probably took a couple hours to take. Because if you've ever done any kind of print work, you know how much time it takes. First of all, there's months coming up with all this concept. And then somebody's got to go out. It's got to be approved. They do all these drawings, storyboards for it. Then somebody's got to go out and cast. They've got to hold casting auditions for the kids. They've, then somebody's got to go out and buy up all the stuff. There's one picture of this one girl laying on her stomach and she's looking over at the table. And there's alcohol on that table. Two, two wine glasses. Not one wine glass, two. Then there's a picture of, so we've got, now we've got, we've got alcohol involved here. And then there's another picture of one of the Balenciaga handbags and it's on top of some paperwork. And the, what's the paperwork is, as people looked closely, it was a Supreme Court ruling on child pornography. They know who their demographics are. This isn't about normalizing the concept of sex with children. This is about people who know that their audience is already on board with uh, already on board with having sex with children. And they were giving their audience what they wanted in this advertisement. The left has been on board for a while. If you think about you think about Whoopi Goldberg saying it wasn't rape rape with Roman Polanski drugged up a 14-year-old and had sex with. That wasn't rape-rape. The only difference between, uh, I mean, th- these are these are people that are a- actually think that, that it's okay, that, that children can consent to sex. That's, that's actually what's going on in the left. And that's why you see these drag queen story hours and all this other stuff going on in the schools. Uh, do I have time to take some calls, Mr. Producer? We're going to take a break. We, when we come back, we're going to take your calls because I know that the phones are lighting up. So we're going to take we're going to take a skinny, tiny break. Hold the line, and we're going to take your calls when we come back. Andrea K, the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Going to the phones. Uh, there are people calling in as I was talking about Balenciaga. Disaffected Mike is on the line, our old friend. Hello, my dear. Dylan, uh, my line might be bad, so I might get cut short. I'm not sure. But uh, I want to wish you and Potato Skins happy Thanksgiving. Just, um, also, uh, Balenciaga and companies like them 
talked about this in the past. The alphabet mafia requires that they're not grow by grouping children to everything information and culture. Shoot, disaffected Mike, the line is so bad. We're going to have to say goodbye to you. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Call call back if you can't get to a better area. All right, uh, Wendy Scott's on the line. She wants to talk about the sexualization of kids. Hi, Wendy Scott. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, thank you. You know, I called a couple weeks ago because uh, I was noticing in Halloween. Remember, I made a comment about SDSU. They were walking around half naked. Yes, yes. Um, I tell you, I've been listening. I, I don't know if you remember journalist um, Laura Logan. Yeah. Yes, Laura Logan. She's been investigating all this sexualization of children and, and child trafficking, and she's really been onto something. I think she's going to come out with a big... Uh, special if she hasn't already, and she's just been diving deep in this, and she raises the question about uh, all the unaccompanied minors that are coming across the border and how um, they seem to be going somewhere, but not to parents. So I I would check out Laura Logan because she's really getting into um, the details of this, and there's apparently a, a big industry on this for elitists right now. It's very satanic, and mm-hmm. I just think this needs to be bust open because I think people don't understand how bad this is getting. When it's in the public square like this, they're trying to see if we'll go for it and we'll let it slide, and I say we shouldn't, you know? Well, of course not. Absolutely not. You're right that this is satanic, that our country has the, the elites and too many people in leadership have succumbed to evil. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, uh, we, whether, uh, whether it was the intention and the desire for the Biden administration to partner, if you will, and enable and 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 make it possible yeah. for the child sex traffickers to do what they're doing. Whether whether that was just a sideline, whether that was just something that came about from the open border policy, or if they were like, "Hey, let's open the borders because we, you know, let's 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 help the sex trafficking uh, uh, operations because we know that's a part of of." You know, our left, it does, you know, it's evil that that's going on and they know that it's going on. And the fact that they're not doing anything to stop it tells you that they want it to continue to happen or they would be stopping it. Right. And and we also know that this that the left has been pushing and we it's actually openly now a part of their agenda when they're saying that they don't want the, the word pedophile should not be used and we should now replace it with minor attracted persons. That's the left telling you that they want they want to make it legal yeah. for adults to have sex with children and it's Balenciaga it's child rape. It, and it, it is and they and, and Balenciaga is a part of that and they know that or they wouldn't have included that in their ad campaign they weren't just uh, like hey let's spend millions of dollars to try to open up the minds of people to sex with with children they know that their constituency their demographic is already on board with it they're just trying to bring us along with it and we have to do our job and speak up uh, uh, against it yes. so especially when you see in the background you saw like over the headboard there was like these satanic dragon things and stuff oh and, i didn't even notice that yeah one of the images were the one where they're standing on the bed i think there's this like dragons behind them and it's just so dark and i, I would see if you could get laura logan on because she's really trying to make the rounds uh um, she's been shut out by the mainstream media ever since she didn't go along with the program and uh, i think she would like to get on your show well thank you for that recommendation she's actually friends with somebody that i that i know so i'm going to reach out to her she is quite controversial um but um check but, out her videos and find out for yourself yeah you know 
I will. Wendy Scott, thank you for calling in. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. Speaking of of child sex trafficking in the border, we've got an outrageous suggestion that some Democrat state representative made today in terms of of what we can do uh, regarding these smugglers. Stay tuned for that. And for our final segment of our pre-Thanksgiving show. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Earlier I held up to the Facebook stream that we've got up my remaining snowball. Who likes snowballs? I ate one of these tonight instead of a donut. You don't like a snowball, man? Not really my jam. Huh. I love a snowball. It's I cool. don't dislike them. It's just nothing I've ever written home about. Well, what's not to like? I mean, it's chocolate cake with cream filling on the inside, some marshmallow on the top, and coconut. Now, I mean, see, just... the problem is, for me, <clears throat> there's not enough marshmallow because I love marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do, too. All right. Give me some s'mores. Mm. All right. So, uh, to continuing on our discussion, we were we were getting into this whole Balenciaga thing, and then we got into, we were talking about the child smuggling and sex trafficking going on. Um, and, and clearly we know that the Democrat Party wants it to happen. And it may not be that they are like, yay, let's bring some children here as part of sex trafficking. But what they're really about is, yay, let's bring more and more people across the, the border. And um, and we don't care how many children are sacrificed in the course of that. And how you can know that that's happening is there have been many reports going down to as the caravans have been coming up. We know as people got embedded in those areas that uh, the U.S. government, the Democrat Party, was down there with organizations telling people what to say so that they can claim asylum and stay in the country. They were funding it. There's a reason why all these caravans, George Soros was funding much of it. They do not care. I think it's a sideline benefit uh, that some of their perverts and, and pedophiles get to, you know, get the benefit of the child sex trafficking. I don't know that that's the intention. But uh a Democrat Texas state representative today had one of the most insane ideas, if you will, for how to deal with the smuggling going on. Uh, Skins, please play um, clip three. About every one of these individuals had about $2,000 in their pockets because they know that's how much it costs to pay them for, uh, to get smuggled into the, into the U.S. What if we, if Texas led on that issue, and we did an asylum application form and we charged the two thousand dollars at one thousand six hundred crossings daily that we were experiencing recently. That would be three point two million dollars daily that we would be receiving and over one point two billion dollars that we would receive annually. Instead of wasting taxpayer funds, we would be making money and also we could then do implement if you're if you're given the privilege as a migrant to stay in Texas because of your asylum request, you need to be uh, informed that you are going to work in the state of Texas. You need to pay into the system, not not be a smoocher off the system. First of all, it's mo- first of all, it's moocher, moron, not smoocher. Um, but the idea is what he's saying is they got about two grand in their pockets, right? Um, that they've been, because they've been paid to smuggle. Let's just, let's just tap into that money. Let's have them basically pay a cover charge to come into the U.S. And then if we, and if they get a bit allowed to stay, of which of course they will, then they, they have to, they have to, you know, pay back by working in the state of Texas. Is that what he said? Um, um, you're going to work in the state of Texas. 
What does that even mean going to work in the state of Texas? Like, uh, again, based upon the, the, the notion that they're coming here to do the jobs that American people won't do. Charge a cover charge to come into this country. That's basically what he's saying. Let's just, they're getting paid $2,000 to smuggle. Let's just take that money. Excuse me, skins. First of all, I didn't know that that would, that, um, uh, isn't that called ill-gotten gains? So basically, that's an admission that we now, that would basically uh, admit that we're a part of the money trail of that. And we're basically, um, we're, we're basically like the, um, the Gus Fring of the operation, right? The drug dealers are going to go out on the street and get paid uh, for for the for the drugs they sell. Then they're going to come back and give that money to the to the dude at the top of the operation. That's what that is. Or the Heisenberg. Did you ever watch uh, Breaking Bad? You never watched Breaking. That yeah, was Bad. my jam. It it was. I, it was never my jam. Never you and I have already discussed this. That's I won't watch right. Breaking Bad if you watch Twenty Four. So I'm sitting here with these really great references and really great analogies. No based on, and you about. have no idea what I'm talking about. Is there any, I got two minutes left. Who out there appreciates Heisenberg and, and Gus Fring and understands my Breaking Bad references? <laughs> and I'm not going to watch 24. I oh, tried. On. I, did you try watching that, that uh, Netflix series, The Watcher? I couldn't get into that, man. It's based on a true story. Something to do with a house that these people rented and some neighborhood. I did went creepy. try and start it. It was a little slow. I was intrigued by it, but I I never picked it back up. It was to, yeah, it was really slow because that's the problem with some of these streaming series is that they got to grab right away. Well, they try to they try to drag out what could be done in two or three episodes. They try to drag it out into more, and it's just it's just too boring to me. It's you know I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna sit and watch seven episodes of something that could be told in two. I think then twenty four would be right up your alley. I don't know. You said that went on for seasons. I don't need to watch three years of somebody nine trying to get Nine seasons of glory. Nine seasons of somebody trying to work a 24-hour day? No, thank you. I, that, Keeper you're gonna, Sutherland, man. Come you're on. You're going to bore... He was never my jam. I never thought what? he was... No, I never thought he was cute. I couldn't understand. He doesn't have to be cute. Yeah, yeah, he does. And I think he's handsome, though. But. I don't. He's no Jason Bourne. You got to have... Oh, you you got to uh, have Jack a Matt Jack Bauer Damon. is leagues above Jason Bourne. Who played Jack Bauer? Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> no you uh, you know what the, you know step off the porch and let the no, ladies this isn't, I, I, step no, this off is the no porch, porch and, let, and let step off the porch and let the ladies have a conversation you cannot compare Kiefer sutherland to me who looks so sure much like his dad donna with matt damon in the character of jason Bourne. okay one is a bad dude and okay Kiefer sutherland you don't want to mess no i can't even I got I got thirty seconds left. If anybody wants to weigh in and break this tiebreaker of Jack, what was his name? Jack Bauer, baby. Jack Bauer versus Jason Bourne. I consider him, even though he's not comics, I can consider him a superhero because he's just that great. Kiefer Sutherland. Right. I, that dude's arms. I, you know, and they're thinking about bringing his, the show back. He ain't got any. T- his arms could be used for dental floss, man. He doesn't have any strength. No, no. There's no. There's no tough there. Oh, he's if I need to floss tough. my if I need to floss my teeth. <laughs> this coming from someone that thinks they know Batman. I don't know Batman because I don't. No, I don't. You, I don't but like you say Batman. Certain Batman's don't have the face for Batman. Well, this is true. This is true. Christian Bale. Christian Bale had oh, no come business. On. Christian Bale had no business ever playing Batman. The best, uh, perhaps the best Batman. Nobody's coming to your rescue. 
Nobody's coming to you. Or yours. All right, we've got... We love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy yourselves. Have a phenomenal weekend, and we will see you. We'll be back here at 6 p.m. Actually, we're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time, for our Thanksgiving special. So you're going to want to tune in for that. Peace out. We love you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.